Welcome to the Underrepresented in Tech podcast, hosted by Michelle Frechette and Ali Nimmons. Underrepresented in Tech is a free database built with the goal of helping people find new opportunities in WordPress and tech overall. Hi, Hi Michelle. <laughs> we both have the same idea. Yeah. It's always so good to see you, of course. It's so good to see you too. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm great. I'm really excited to talk about our our topic today because it's something that I've been thinking about um, for a little while. Um, So a conversation, I'm just going to jump right into it. A conversation came up recently in our community about um, the difference and benefit of one over the other of like going to college for, you know, web development, coding, um, you know, computer science, whatever that might be, versus just jumping right into contributing to an open source community and learning and getting experience that way. Mm-hmm. There was an argument made that, um, which everyone is entitled to their own arguments and their own opinions based on their own experiences, right? There was mm-hmm. an argument made that contributing to open source is better than going to college. Like that you just shouldn't bother dealing with the whole college thing, just jump right into open source. Mm-hmm. And I can see where that argument comes from, but there is a lot of privilege in that statement. And I think that it was really important for me to talk to you about today because as an underrepresented person um, and after having heard from other underrepresented people regarding that argument, um, there's a lot wrong with that. And I would love to be able to talk about that with you and kind of explain to some of our listeners who might not get why that's problematic, mm-hmm. why it's problematic, because moving forward with an idea like that in this community or any open source com- professional community, um, I think can be kind of harmful and isolating to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so primarily where I'm coming from with that is to contribute in any sort of, in any sort of way to the open source community um, requires privilege. It requires, you're basically, unless you find a company who will sponsor you. So for example, Automatic and lots of other companies, which I think is wonderful, pay people Mm -hmm. a full-time salary to be full-time contributors to WordPress. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. But people don't just do that out of nowhere. Like you have to have a a deep background in whatever it is that you do. Um, And I believe in most cases, you have to have already contributed a certain amount of hours to open source before you can get a job like that. So that's the first problem, right, is if you decide, well, I want to be a full-time open source contributor, um, that doesn't pay unless you've already done it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It requires a lot of time. So if you just say, okay, I'm going to get a full-time job, but then I want to contribute to open source uh, in my free time um, so that I can work up to a job like that, that requires working for free, Mm -hmm. which a lot of underrepresented people do not have the time or the energy or the bandwidth or all these other things to be able to do. We talked last week about your ex- a little bit about your experiences as a as a single mom, mm-hmm. um, and how you were trying to juggle that plus your job plus school. Mm-hmm. So many people identify with that experience, um, and usually those people tend to fall into underrepresented groups, right? Mm-hmm. Women, single parents, people of color, blah blah blah. Um, the other side of that coin is the community aspect, right? Where College is so important for nurturing your ability to function in society, I think. Um, 
of course, there are, to- there are totally exceptions to that. But sometimes college is a person's first experience, like being out in the world on their own, making their own decisions away from their parents, making their own friends, right? Like when I was in high school, my friends were just the people in my class because <laughs> they mm-hmm, were just mm-hmm. there and I had to make the best of it. When you go to college, you meet all of these different people from different walks of life and different experiences and you network, right? Like that is the beginning kind of of your networking up, uh, uh, education. If you just hop into a Slack group to start contributing to open source, you lose all of that beautiful experience mm-hmm. because you're just focused on producing. Um, you're just focused kind of on a means to an end rather mm-hmm. than your own um, growth and development. And I mean, I've contributed a little bit to the to the WordPress open source project, right? In a formal capacity, like being on a team, not mm-hmm. to mention speaking at WordCamps for free, um, organizing WordCamps for free, volunteering at WordCamps for free, all fantastic opportunities. Um, but those are not opportunities for me to learn. Anything that I learned through doing those things was kind of a byproduct. I'm not going to walk into our WordPress.org Slack and say, I have no idea how to code, but I want to learn here. That's not the place for that. Mm-hmm. Right. You walk in already knowing what to do, and then you get help learning how to do it in this capacity. So I'm going to stop talking now. I want to hear <laughs> I want to hear your opinions um, and and your perspective on that debate, because there definitely might be things that I'm I'm uh, mm-hmm. not considering or alternatives that I'm not considering. Like it's, it's not a black and white argument, but I just, Mm-mm. I think it is very problematic to just, to just tell somebody like, nah, don't go to college. College is expensive. Just contribute to open source. Like, right. you know, that, that I think that can be, that's just incorrect in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I have a couple different thoughts in there and lots of different directions. Cause I'm a little bit torn about the whole thing is the first one is that college is a privilege, right? So not everybody can afford to go to college. That's 100% true. Not everybody has physical access to college. There are people who are contributing to open source who literally they don't have the capacity to get to an area where there is mm-hmm. higher education like that. So like to call to say college or not college, I think is not necessarily it's education or not education, mm-hmm. right? Outside of that. So whether it's a formal college or, you know, you're doing online courses or um, even if you're doing like, let's say YouTube, you're using YouTube to educate yourself. You're not walking into open source completely unprepared to do anything like, hey, hi, I'm just delivering the pizza, but hey, I could do that coding too, right? Like, yeah. I mean, kind of thing. So, uh, you know, in my undergrad, so my undergrad is in religion and philosophy. My undergrad is not in anything I've ever practiced in the rest of my life because that's just the way it is. But, the, and to go to, to one of your first points, college to me was learning how, how to learn, learning how I fit into society, like you said. It was also, you know, navigating the beginnings of adulthood. So mm-hmm. I had, you know, free reign to make decisions with um, consequences, but within a supported and um, guided environment. Mm-hmm. So I could absolutely make decisions that got me kicked out of school. Obviously, I didn't, but you, I could have. But uh, I also had the ability to make decisions on what my own major would be. 
and whether or not to take a certain class or to drop a class because I couldn't, didn't have the capacity for it at that time and take it later. Those, you know, how many credits was I going to take? Was I going to work while I was in school? Like all of those things, nobody, like my parents weren't telling me what to do. I didn't have a guidance counselor telling me what to do. I wasn't in a set, a prescribed set of courses like you are in high school that tells you what you have to take in what order. So I really learned about how I learn Mm -hmm. and I learned about how I apply philosophy and how I apply, um, you know, life lessons and how I apply decision-making and critical thinking. And all of those things came to me through college. Now, can somebody get those without attending formal education? Yes, Mm -hmm. of course they can. Right. But there has to be concerted effort into the education, regardless of whether it's an accredited college or not. So the college or not college, you know, I'm always of the frame, the mindset that not college is fine, but that doesn't mean that you aren't putting yourself through some kind of a learning um, course. So whether it's an official course or not an official course, some of the most intelligent, capable people I know never went to college. Mm -hmm. And some of the least prepared people to be adults and to navigate the world did. So college or not college isn't necessarily the question as much as can somebody who's in an underprivileged environment or an underrepresented community become part of an open source project without any preparation? And I think that's what the real question is. And I would argue that, well, yes, it's possible, right? It's not necessarily that you're going to step into coding. So there's so many other things that you can do in the open source project that aren't coding, because I'm not a coder, but I help with marketing and I help with those other things. But I still have an MBA in marketing. So I walk into the marketing channel and I have an idea of what marketing is. Yeah. Uh, and if I hadn't had a, an MBA, you know, I would have done some reading and self-education and things like that. So it isn't just a matter of, like I said, a, a prescriptive higher education kind of thing, as much as it is, you just can't just walk in like you're just walking into, you know, like, hey, what's this? What's going on here? Hey, can I help? You know, kind of thing as easily as you could um, if you have some kind of um, self-education or LinkedIn learning or whatever it is. Because there, are, I know lots of people that put themselves through lots of coursework, but again, it's coursework. It's not just show up and, and figure it out. Yeah. It really depends on, I think you raise an interesting point. Like what's the barrier for entry for, you know, an individual person? Is Mm -hmm. it easier? Because some people, I think, might argue, well, with college, you have a system set up to help you. You have scholarships and grants and Mm -hmm. guidance counselors and, you know, people whose literal job it is to help you navigate the process of going from high school to college successfully and handling all the money and all of that stuff. As far as the WordPress open source community, we don't really have that. We don't really have someone whose job it is that I know of to onboard you into what it is you have to do and provide you with that kind of assistance. Now that, that opens up an interesting idea and question to me is like, what would that look like? Right? Like what would it look like to have some sort of uh, program or, or path where it's like, okay, I am 19 years old. I'm going to college for X, Y, Z. Um, but I really want to participate in open source and apply what I'm learning in school, you know, on the weekends and the evenings, whatever. Um, and there, and can there be a person or, or a guide or a path or something to 
bring me into that without being at, you know, this top tier level of being this automatic employee who has, you know, multiple degrees and whatever. Like, I don't know. It, 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 I feel like you're totally right that it's, it's not necessarily black and white of college or not college. Um, but it's like, to what degree can each individual person who does not have all of that privilege accomplish what they want to accomplish with one mm-hmm. or the other or both? Cause there's no, mm-hmm. por que no los dos, right? Like there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to do both. If you want go to college and contribute to open source. That's, I feel right. like that's the ideal. Um, but what are we doing as an open source community to make that um, not necessarily easy, but approachable, doable mm-hmm. for, you know, the people who are not being sponsored by a gigantic company to come in and do that? I guess it also depends on how you define the open source community or how you design the define the open source project. So let me give you an example. A couple of years ago, before COVID, um, mm-hmm. it's like BC, before COVID, um, I ran a hackathon here in Rochester and we designed, the idea was we had three local charities, um, nonprofit organizations that needed new websites or needed websites. And so they each like volunteered themselves up as lambs to the slaughter. And I had people, I had 30 people in a room that day um, in 10 groups, and I'm sorry, in three groups of 10 mm-hmm. who were and I, and I made sure to, to divide the talent in such a way that everybody had developers, everybody had people who had no idea what they were doing, like whatever. Well, there's this one guy who comes to our meetups when we have him in person and he calls himself the WordPress groupie, okay? <laughs> he doesn't know how to build a site, but he comes to every single one of our, our meetups in person. He, he's always like, if there's anything I can do, just let me know, you know? And when we had this hackathon, he signed up and like I charged everybody $10 to cover the pizza and whatever. And he paid that $10 and he showed up and he comes to all of our local word camps, everything, even though he really has no idea how to work within a WordPress website. So cute. Right. So he comes to the hackathon and they were looking for um, open source imagery, you know, like through Pexels or Pixabay or Unsplash, whatever. And so he spent the whole day super excited because he could find pictures for this website. And so in that way, did he contribute to the open source project? Yeah, he did. Right. Did he have to have an education about how to do that? No, he didn't. But was he making a career of it? No, he wasn't. So I guess there's so many factors. Like, is is it your intention to just help mm-hmm. and like, contribute where you can? Is it your intention to make a career out of it? And need some some kind of education, whether it's formal or otherwise. There's just so many moving pieces and so many, like I'm, I'm picturing in my head, like if you've ever seen a soundboard mm-hmm. for like, you know, a, a band or something, there's so many levers that have to go up and down to align to like get the perfect sound for what you're looking for. And for any one person, they got to move those levers in the right direction to accomplish what it is that they're looking for mm-hmm. um, and, and how they want to be included. So does somebody have to have a formal education? No. But is this as easy as just walking in the room? Maybe. It all depends on the intent. Yeah. And that raises another interesting point is like, I don't know that as a community, we are as clear or intentional as we could be about what it means to contribute to open source. When I hear contributing to the open source project, I think of being in Slack, being in a group um, or being on a team contributing to core, contributing to a release of WordPress, like having your name on that big list. But you're totally right in that 
coming to a meetup or helping organize a meetup or coming to a WordCamp or helping organize, like all of that is a contribution. But at the same time, like when we have contributor day at a WordPress, uh, (laughs) when we have contributor day at a WordCamp, a WordPress, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) that is typically focused on contributing to the project, contributing to a release, right? Like getting your profile set up, figuring out which team you want to be a part of and all of that. So yeah, I don't know exactly what that means, but yeah, I wish that we were a little bit clearer and more intentional about what it means to actually contribute and, Mm -hmm. and communicating that to people to say like, yeah, if you come to the Rochester meetup and you help people and you help them find it, like that is a contribution and it is super duper valid and we appreciate Mm -hmm. it. And it counts, you know, because sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel like we do things that don't count like this, what we're doing right now. I think, yeah, we're contributing to the open source project as a whole, Mm -hmm. but I don't really feel I I don't always feel that it counts as we are contributors. to. you know what I mean? Like there's there's kind of a divide, at least in my mind. What does it mean to count though? Like, what does it matter? I like, don't know. Maybe that's just me. Like, I would be really interested, the people listening, if you also mm-hmm. have that divide in, in your mind, because I feel like in my mind, there's a difference between like being a part of the community and contributing to the community and mm-hmm. contributing to the open source process which or project, which is like a more formal thing that's done in Slack that you get credit for, mm-hmm. you know, your name goes on a list and blah, 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 blah. Um, right. And I've done that, you know, I'm not really active in the marketing channel right now because life is absolutely insane right now. But every Wednesday I tweet out jobs and people have started messaging me and say, hey, I just found a job because of your tweets on Wednesday. Isn't that cool? And we know that people have found um, opportunities through the underrepresentedintech.com database. And I also know that the work that I do my paid job, while it doesn't contribute to core, still helps people use WordPress yeah. to raise money, you know, through GiveWP. And so I consider all of that, plus I run a meetup, plus I'm on the WordCamp US organizing team and and, I, and WordFest and Big Orange Heart, right? So all of those things, even if I'm not in the Slack channels, contributing to, you know, t- building out tweets for WordPress.org and all of that. I still count that as contributing to the open source project and contributing to the community because mm-hmm. I see the community as an open source community Yeah, and anybody that helps grow that and helps people within it do and accomplish what they're looking for. I, I count it like personally, I count that. Um, and I don't see why anybody else shouldn't. We need to reach out to like Andrea Middleton or somebody like that and ask them to, 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 to define it. Yeah, to come on and, and debate yeah. this with us. Because, yeah, no, oh. you're totally right. And I don't know where this, where my perspective came from. Um, I'm shrugging. People can't see me, but I'm just. <laughs> Her shoulders emoji. went up. I can attest yeah. to that. <laughs> <laughs> and But I am curious to hear if other people think about it that way as well. It's like certain things count mm-hmm. or don't count. Because I completely agree with what, you, what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You contribute to WordPress in multiple ways every single day. Um mm-hmm. And then there, like, there are people whose job it is to just contribute to core. Right. So um, the real question is, like, what is the open source project, right? Is it, mm. is it software? Is it community? Is it helping people? Like, if the goal of the open source project is just to gain market share, like, why would anybody contribute to it, right? If, if the goal of WordPress is to help people 
have businesses online and have blogs online and have online presence for whatever. Mm -hmm. And like that feels more altruistic, right? Yeah. So I have to before we we should probably end here, but now I'm just going to quickly. You're Googling something. (laughs) Open source project because I want to see what what our, our great leaders believe. Yeah. It's like, that's a good place to stop, but we're not oh. going to. <laughs> mm-hmm. And obviously this page has so much we have ideas. And is so see, there's a, there's a lot of, like, I just went to wordpress.org slash about that's where Google sent me. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot of talk of accessibility, performance, security, ease of use, but there's also a lot of talk about software and publishing, um, Support, we believe in democracy and freedoms that come with open source. Supporting this idea is a large community of people collaborating on and contributing to this project. So I think you could argue that the open source project is software and the community bolsters the growth and the the efficacy, efficacy, efficiency, what am I trying to say, Mm -hmm. of the software. I guess but it depends on what is the goal of the open source project. And I don't know that we have. Democratize publishing, whatever the hell okay. that means. <laughs> I'm going to reach out to Andrea. Let's see if we can get her on here next week. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to hear her. That. It, has, it doesn't really have as much to do with, with underrepresented folks, but that's okay. It's our podcast. We can talk about what no, we No, but want. it does. It does, though, because it, 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 it can it'll either validate or invalidate everybody's contributions. And that includes the underrepresented people who are giving up of their time and talents without any kind of monetary recompense. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And see, now I'm curious. I'm going to read this entire page and try to figure it out. But yeah, we should definitely ask Andrea. <laughs> you should do that after we, after we end. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Just okay. sit, sit, sit here in silence while you read. <laughs> okay. That sounds like a great, that sounds like a really great idea for a podcast. A hilarious idea for a podcast. It's silence. It's like somebody reading a book, right? But it's, so it's silence. And then every minute or so, you just hear like a page turn or something. <laughs> That's or a click, a click yeah, when they down scroll on the page. Scrolling noise. Okay. <laughs> I didn't hear you turn worst. any pages. Well, that's because it was an electronic book. So yeah. <laughs> a little All tap right. as you change pages on a Kindle or something. All exactly. right. Yeah. We're gonna end. Oh, and now we're getting silly. So we will see you all next week. In the see meantime, check out underrepresented and underrepresented If you're not already in the database and you are an underrepresented person, please join us. We would love to have you. Yes, please do. Okay. Bye. Bye. This episode was sponsored by the following companies. Yikes, Inc. Yikes, Inc. is a collaborative, results-driven, Philadelphia-based WordPress agency dedicated to sustainable business practices. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, using our database, or just want to say hi, go to underrepresentedintech.com. See you next week.